Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Welcome everyone to episode 34. We are doing another cross-city podcast, I suppose, um, as I'm back now in London. And I'm still in Broadstairs, folks. <laughs> you haven't gone anywhere. Well, um, we got, got rain today here, Steve. You've got rain. It's, I think it was raining here earlier, but it, the ground is wet, but it's, it's okay now. Yep, so I'm, I'm back in London. I came down to do the Miss Alliance play, didn't I? And uh, did. that went down very well. Uh, so thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed it and uh, good audiences. So that was good. And uh, now I'm back and we've got some really interesting stuff to talk to you about. Some new things today that um, is off from our normal track, isn't it really, I suppose? Certainly, and yeah, it sort of definitely. Just landed in our laps or your lap, not so much mine. <laughs> I didn't do anything. And, um, and yeah, so we're going to talk about that today. So let's give a bit of backstory on this. I did the Miss Alliance play by Bernard Shaw, which opened up the summer season, uh, which is down in Broadstairs. And they have a series of plays. They have four in total. So I did the first one. And the third play in the series of plays, there's one this week and then another next week and the week after. The third play is a play called Improbable Fiction by Alan Akebourne. And Michael Friend, who is the director of the summer season, knows you, Dad, doesn't he, from, he from does. previous yes. productions. Uh, you've helped, yeah, you've helped with uh, set painting and things like that, as it's local to you, you know, and, That's then, right. and it's worked out quite nicely. So he asked you, well, he asked me initially, and, and uh, I said, sure, go ahead and ask Dad, about some pictures that were needed as props. That's right. For the show. Yeah. So, Dad, explain what happened, the process. Because I said, yeah, sure, Dad would be interested in that. And then I had to ask you whether you'd be interested. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I just assumed well, you'd be up for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm always up for challenges, as you know. Um, what happened was after the performance, which I came along to see with Eileen, and we thoroughly enjoyed it. You were terrific, sir. But I'm going to say that, aren't I? But yeah. you really were. Bias. Anyway, after the performance, we were waiting for you to come out, you know, to say, uh, just because there wasn't many people waiting at the stage door, so to speak, because uh, they they normally you do get this with your local productions, but when you've got a... Uh, you were the only local person there. Anyway... We were waiting outside for you to come in, and Michael came out before you. And I, I asked him about the uh, pictures, and he said, yes. He said, what we're looking for, this was his brief, we're looking for four pictures, A3 size. I thought, blimey, first of all, I don't like the idea of A3 size, but, he's, but obviously you could see why, because this is going to be on the stage, so they can't have little bits of paper flying around. So it had to be fairly large size. So it was A3 paper. And he wanted at least four pictures. He said, you don't have to do much, he said, because the audience aren't going to see them as long as they can just see when they're flying around between the characters, you know, that they can see there's something on them. So I said, okay, tell me about it. And he said, well, what it is, it's uh, this person, Grace, in the play, uh, is an artist and a writer. And what she's done, she's written the story and once has also produced, seemingly, these four illustrations for the book. And it's about 
Dobbin, the Goblin. So you can see it's a children's book. Yeah. I said, okay, so you want a picture of Dobbin? He said, yeah. He said, what I'll do is I'll send you, or I'll, I'll give Steve a photocopy of this part of the script. I said, okay. So this is what he did. And I went away thinking, okay, now where do I start from here? I did ask him a few questions like, you know, what do you, what would you like? He said, well, I'd like some buttercups in it, you know, and a picture of uh, walnuts. And you'll see what I mean when uh, I talk about it later on. But that was really all. And I did come away a bit bemused because normally a brief, I need a bit more than that. So it was, it was a question of making it up out of my imagination, Steve. Yeah. And that's how it all started out. Yeah, well, you, you didn't uh, go away straight away because you had to get the script first. So did the script kind of clarify it in any better sense for you? Well, yeah, in a way, I got... Uh, the only thing I really got... I, I read the part of the script that was apt. I mean, that, that obviously does help. But there was two sections of it um, where this grace passes them around. Do you want me to read out a couple of bits that are pertinent? Yeah, yeah, say, yeah, yeah. say, say well, the, the first, the first bit, and this is all I had to go on, right? This person, Grace, passes it around to a person called Arnold. And Arnold says, yes, I can see, I can see. You can just see his little head popping out of a hole there, can't you? This is Dublin the Goblin, right. okay? So uh, that was the first, that was a picture. I had to find a picture from that. Okay. And then the, the last picture in here, Grace says, ah, here he is again. He's decided to sail off down the stream. You see, there he is, sailing off in a walnut shell that he's borrowed. Right. Now, that's all work you got. it out from that, folks. <laughs> Where do you start with that? And you did... And that's you, all I had. I had my, four pictures I had to produce. With only that, two that, descriptions. And that's all I had. Uh, the thing was, you see, as far as Michael Friend was concerned, he said to me, oh, they don't have to be special. He said, just, just, just sort of scribble them on paper as long as people can see that there's something on there. But, you, <laughs> you, but that's not me, You could, you could have just thing. drew a couple of stick men or something like that. <laughs> yeah, do it, yeah. There's something on there. <laughs> yeah, but I, I couldn't do that. And I, thought, and I came back and I thought, you know, this would worry me if, if I just scribbled a few bits of, you know, blobs of paint on a paper uh, I, I said to him at the time I think probably what I'll, I'll, I'll do is I'll do these in colored pencil you know normal normal colored coloring pencils because pastel pencil is no good can you imagine passing around pastel yeah uh, pencil pictures around yeah that would work. They're, they're only loose leaf they're not framed or anything they're just in a portfolio yeah so, well I can't do pastel pencils so it ended up to be colored pencils I thought yeah Anyway, that's how it all that's how it all began. So I had a bit of a sleepless night, <laughs> and this was I, I had to do them. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a, uh, a tearing hurry because it, they had to be there by the end of this week, yeah. So that they had them ready for the rehearsals next week. But anyway, I, I wanted to get on with it, so I did. So Monday, I got up Monday morning and spent a whole day sorting this out for them and I finished them right but, but you didn't do them in colour and pencils well this this was the thing Steve I started with pencils and oh, this is going to take me for can you imagine four pictures now first of all they had to be conceived you know I had to draw them all out first yeah. of all 
A3, four, four pictures of A3 size. And then not only that, uh, can you imagine doing them with little colored pencils? Yeah. Four pictures. I, I think I, it'll take me a week to do this. Mm. Uh, anyway, I didn't do it. And I, of course, I, I, I'm not getting paid for this. Not that I'm doing it for money. Don't, I don't want people to think I am. I mean, this is a, something I, I, I did for Michael yeah. as a friend. Uh, nonetheless, I thought, well, I can't spend a whole week just fiddling them out with this. I tried and I tried crayons as well. I had some children's colouring crayons right. uh, here, which I use for the grandchildren when they come round. I tried them and they were absolutely awful. I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? And so I did. I played with them for a while. I thought this isn't going to work, is it? I can't use pastel pencils. So. What what would you have used? You know, think about it. What would okay. you have used? What would you have used out there in podcast land? Acrylic? I did actually get my acrylic paints out as well. I thought, ah, this isn't going to work. You know, it really is not going to work. Yeah. So I ended up doing them in watercolour. Yeah. And uh, as you know, bear in mind, at, this, at the beginning of the day, this was the beginning of the day when I hadn't got anything on paper. I was just playing around with um, colours and mediums and so on. Um, but I thought, well, watercolour is probably the easiest medium to use. Um, it's the quickest. So I'm more familiar with that next yeah. to pastel pencils. So that's how it all started out. It made sense, it made sense to do them in watercolour. Um, I suppose as well, A3, with coloured pencils... Because you're covering a lot of space with a coloured pencil, it doesn't look smooth as watercolour when it's finished. That's right. Watercolour's got a smooth finish. If you've got a bigger picture, um, mm. water uh, coloured pencils. If you've got a colour a background, it's not like pastel pencils. You can blend it; it looks smooth. But colouring pencils wouldn't look smooth, would it? No, it wouldn't. No, not that it would have mattered too much because of the distance involved. Yes, you know, if you think of people, an audience are going to be at least twenty foot. The nearest one is going to be twenty foot from the picture, so they're not going to actually see too much detail. This was the point that Michael was making. Yeah, uh, that people aren't going to see a lot, but it, it wasn't satisfying enough. I mean, most most children's illustrations that you see in books are watercolor. Are they? Oh, yeah, yeah, mostly watercolour. Certainly in the old days, they, they were watercolour. I think today they probably still are. Acrylic is another colour that they use a lot, um, but they don't use pastel hardly at all because of the printing processes and yeah. and oil. So it would be watercolour would be the natural okay. uh, colour to use. So that's how it all began, Steve. So let's talk through these pictures because I've got them in front of me and they've come out amazingly well. They are absolutely stunning they're so good i was so surprised pleasantly surprised i wasn't surprised that you didn't you can do it but that they looked as good as they did the watercolor was absolutely the best choice they're so they just they just tell a story even if you don't really know what the story is it could be all, all sorts of things you could sort of come from it because to only two mm, of the pictures mm. are related to the script and the other two um the first one is obviously the goblin coming out of his his hole. We'll put all these pictures on Facebook so you can see with the rabbit and the squirrel in the distance. So that's obviously you got that from the script. But the the next picture, if it's in chronological order like this, is the is the squirrel with the the, the no, nuts. No, it would no, it wasn't. It was the the uh, goblin walking through the the buttercups. That was the next one. Right. Steve. Oh, that's the one that I've got. 
before. So yeah. So I, so okay. So then you've got the goblin walking through the buttercups. So that wasn't told to you. You had to say right. Okay. The the goblin has smelled the nut, or you know, he knew that's right. Knew that yeah. was the nut. The nut was nearby. So now he's walking walking through the buttercups. That's right. Because you've got to remember that the the goblin had to go into a walnut shell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and on the he's first, really, he's sailing down the river on a walnut shell. He's tiny, <laughs> and in the first picture, he looks big because <laughs> he's. Well, I know he does, but he's coming out of a, out of a big hole. But the the thing is, if you look at the toadstools on the on the right and the buttercups, which are massive over the top of it, perspective wise, you could probably just about get away with that. <laughs> Apart from the bunny that looks that looks a little bit too small for the, I know, but it, I know. no, it it works. It, it does work. It totally works. I'm not taking it any away from it. So then, so then the second picture was him walking through the buttercups. Then the third picture was again conceived by you by saying, right, okay, the squirrel's got the nuts there and the bunny's there. That's what he's smelling. That's right. And you've got the river in the background. That's right. To set up the final picture where he set, borrowed the the shell and he's sailing off down the river. That's right, yeah. So yeah. You, you had to come up with those I know, pictures I know, before. I know, it's quite... I know. It, it, was, it was amazing, wasn't it, how you think... Uh, now I look back on it, I thought, how did I do it? And um, I surprised myself. I've never done anything like this before. This is the first time I've ever attempted to do something like that, you know, where you have a, a series of pictures. Well, the that... thing is as well, if it's something that you've... And people ask me when I say that you're an artist, they say, you know, does he... How does he draw? Does he, And I say always say you use reference pictures, you you know, you, you refer right. from yeah. other pictures and don't copy them, but you get inspiration and replicate what you want from the pictures you, you look at. Whereas this is... This is going against everything that you, right. you, you normally do. It's having to conceive it in your head. That's right, yeah. Well, I'll tell you how I did that. Um, because of time, and, and I didn't have a, a lot of time to research it because I really wanted to get it done in a day, I went on the internet and found uh, pictures or images of squirrels, cartoon squirrels, uh, cartoon bunnies. I tried cartoon goblins, but that was a complete waste of time. Yeah, they, they didn't really have anything, so I had to really make the goblin up. Yeah. And the other thing I had, so that, that was the squirrels, the bunnies. I didn't have to have a bunny, but I felt, mm, I think I'll have a rabbit in there, you know, somewhere, because we're looking at woods yeah. uh, and so on. And the other thing I did, I went to Enchanted Forest. I, I put Enchanted Forest in, and I had a few ideas there. And what I did is there's not one picture that took um, – it was a it was a a combination of lots and lots of pictures that I looked at into my head that then I actually produced the pictures. Yes. I couldn't copy them. You can't copy them because there's nothing to copy. I had a complete story, but I copied the idea. And in, in one of the pictures, the second picture, no, the first picture, the bunny has got a carrot in his hand, a whole carrot. Yeah. And I probably haven't noticed, but the one with the squirrel and the bunny together when he's with the nuts on the third picture as a bit chunked out of the carrots. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. You just noticed that. These are little things as far as I was concerned, you see. I wanted to make it something for myself as well. I mean, it's it's nice to be able to do pictures for other people and for projects like this. Yeah. It's lovely to do it. But it's also nice to do it for yourself. 
you get something out of it, don't you? You, you do. You, you're enjoying and, and thoroughly absorbed in it. Going yeah. into the zone, we talked about the zone before now, and this is where you have to be yeah. to do something like that. Because if you if you just try, you know, if you stay in reality world, you can't do it. You've got to go into almost fantasy land or, um, as I said, into a, a place where these ideas come from. And the, we're talking about just the ideas to start with. They hold that to be drawn out. Yeah. I, I keep reminding you that it was A3 size, which is a large size picture. I wouldn't yeah. do it normally that size. I'd be doing it less than A4 size. So, and then you had to we, you had to freehand draw the characters as well, didn't you? You had to freehand right. draw, draw all yeah. of it. Yeah, so it's it's quite a, it's a task to do, and it really come out well. So we we'll definitely put these up. What was it like doing fantasy? Was it like a fantasy kind of fiction picture? Was it was it a nice change? Is it refreshing? Very much so. Yes, I, I must admit that I would like to do more. Now, really? now I've done those. I always think things happen for a reason, and you know this, Steve. You know, there's a reason why I, I was given that task, yeah. you know. Uh, and I think the reason why I was given the task was, okay, yeah, see what you can do with this. I know that you're going to enjoy it, and I did. Yeah. And I think, well, you know, maybe... I mean, Oscar came round, you know, my uh, your... Uh, Nephew? Nephew. <laughs> I had to try to who he was in relation to you. He's my grandson, but your, your nephew. And he came round and he was enthralled by it. Yeah. You know, and, and we drew the bunny again and we drew... So, you know, there are there's a wonderful touch, really, when you can uh, put that into another area. Yeah. And, and, I think I'm going to probably do more of them. I don't know. It, it, it depends on kind of reaction we get. I, I can't. I can't offer these pictures up. I don't think as uh, uh, no, no, projects. no, 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 no. <laughs> no. But it'd be interesting for people to see that it's a different side of the art that you they would mm. never have seen. But I've never seen before. You know, a different, completely different subject matter tackled mm. and and done really nice. And they're really warm, mm. friendly pictures, and they're very lucky to have them. You know, and. Uh, yeah, Obviously, you've given also, them... yeah. Also, Steve, um, the I did I didn't have an awful lot of pressure on me because I knew where these pictures were going. They were going to be handled on the stage. No one was really going to see them. The only people who were going to see them, of course, is the actors. Yes, and and they're going to be focusing on their script. They're not going to be looking at my pictures. So it wasn't really a great deal of pressure, but to to do a perfect job. Had I had more time or, you know, the incentive, then I probably would have been, you know, spending a lot more time on them. So in a way, I was I was rushing them, but in the rush I had to draw very, very quickly or paint very, very quickly. Yeah. And in that came out something, I think, quite special. Because you're Especially, not really thinking about it as much, are you, I suppose? You're just no, letting no, your mind you, do it. You, you can't think about it at all when you're doing that because you've got you're wheeling a brush with uh, paint splashing about, you know. And what I did was, as you can see from the pictures, is I use a larger, a larger brush, a half inch brush, most of the time. Yeah. And I was doing that even for the finer details. I was using a half inch brush, uh, flat brush, and I also, when I finished it, I went over with. Um, a pen, you know, our pens, our black pens that we've got. Yes. As a, like a 
pen and ink wash effectively that's what it was but it was the other way around yeah <laughs> i drew it then uh use the watercut and then i used the pen afterwards to just to put a little bit of um uh, extra zing in it yeah well, the one bit i won't this is the last thing i'm going to say about it because otherwise uh, you know people are going to get uh distracted is bored yeah the one thing i really like is in the first picture the one where he's emerging from the hole the tree behind him sort of a weeping willowy type tree mm. looks absolutely stunning uh, the color mm. and the tone of that tree is is really Mm. It's really atmospheric. I really, really like that. I really think that's like mm. a really. I just. I can really feel what that picture is. Tell, what that part of the image is telling me, and, and mm. almost a, what it would be like there. And do you know what I mean? It's a very, mm. very, very effective mm. tree. And it's so silly to say that about a tree, but it's just the colours of the tree and the tone of and the um, effect of the watercolour really, mm. really does look good. Mm. Anyway, that's enough of that. <laughs> okay, well, we, 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 we've killed that one off anyway. Well, yeah, yeah, so, uh, yeah, if you've listened this far, thank you. Um, so we're going to go, we're going to go on to some questions. Um, we've got the first one. Uh, Jerry asked you, this wasn't via email, or, or this was, he was, I think he, was, he asked you this question somehow over the phone, perhaps, or, or, on a comment or something. But anyway, the question Jerry asks is on the rustic cottage tutorial, you use a 640, which is a Carbothello pencil on the roof. Yeah. Um, so we, you obviously use that 640, but where can people get that Carbothello pencil? From? Uh, well, you've got a problem now, I believe, because I don't think you can get that anymore. We, we, we did check a website, didn't we, and to back Carbatello, and it didn't have that number. Didn't have um, that particular on colour on it. Now, no. obviously, so, you can still get Carbatello pencils out there, but and just by doing a Google search, pulled up a ton for me, but it's whether you can actually get that specific colour. If you can, great, but we think it might be discontinued. The problem you have with some, some colours, you have a colour... The reason I went for that on Carbothello rather than sticking to my favour Castells is because I wanted something very, very deep. And I, I mentioned that on the Rustic Cottage. And that's why I chose it. Uh, I didn't realise at the time that it was no longer available or probably no longer available. It's it's sad. But, I mean, you, you, you just have to compromise sometimes. I would have used, if I hadn't got that pencil, I used, would have used 642. 640 in the Carbothello range is Indian red. That's the description of the colour. Yeah. Whereas six, uh, sorry, 192 in the Faber-Castell is also Indian red. But if you put the two things together, they're nowhere near uh, alike. Really? Uh, That's interesting. mm, Well, the 640 is a very deep, mauvey red, very deep colour. And the 192 is a, a dark red that's basically it. Right. Uh, so it's just interpretations um, these manufacturers have. Yeah. They, they have to give it a, a block colour and that's the colour they give it. Yeah. But if you can get hold of it, great. If you can't, well, you'll have to find something else. Yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. Um, but the, the something to mention before we go on is you mentioned there was a, on Facebook, you mentioned there was a Faber-Castell, they were mentioned on a programme, TV programme. That's right. Yes. yes, they were. And a lot yeah. of people have been asking, what was the programme? Because they can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> it was... Uh, so I... Uh, 
Uh, hang on, Steve. It's I on iPlayer. I, I know. I've already. I know. I've already uh, found it for me, you. Uh, make me a German or something. Make I, me a German. I found it, Dad. I found it, and I've I've told people already. Oh well, there you are then. <laughs> you didn't let me finish the story. People asked, and a lot of people were saying, and, and because you were you you were out and you know very busy, I scoured the iPlayer for the last couple of days and and found a program that might have been it, which was Make Me a German. And I watched it to find the bit where where the Faber Castell came in. So I've actually said on Facebook, you can watch, I've put the link in, Make Me a German, and it was something like 11 minutes, 50 seconds in is where it starts. And uh, it goes on from there about Faber Castell. It's all about Germany and the Germans. But yeah. it's, they mentioned Faber-Castell being one of the biggest pencil manufacturers in the world. Yeah. Uh, and they account for something like 6% of the world's pencils. So um, so that's, so that's people have got the link on Facebook. I was kind oh. enough to watch that programme, dig it out. and uh, <laughs> But it <laughs> was honest, interesting. Uh, well, Jonathan mentioned this to me. Uh, he, he was very kind uh, and mentioned that, uh, amongst other things, on his email that... Uh, there, there was this program. I thought, oh, I'll put it out there, you know, uh, to oh, everybody right, else. Right. When I saw it, I must admit, I was slightly disappointed because I thought it'd be a bit more uh, about the pencils. But it was that wasn't the point, was it? Of the of the, it was just showing Faber Castell and how good they are, or how big they are, and how successful they are. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And uh, yeah. but the little the, the pencil that was actually shown, I've got some of those. Have you the coloured mm, pencils? Mm. They're, they're, they're normal coloured pencils. Actually, they're children's pencils. Believe it or not, they're, they're made really for the children's market. Yeah, but you know they're they're a very good quality. They are a very good quality, but they are a normal coloured pencil. But I've yeah. got some. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the next question was from Wendy, and she asked about drawing veins on a horse. Oh right. You've done horse pictures before. I can't. I haven't got them up now. Are they particularly veiny? These horses. So, oh, they are. Yeah. So would and you they, would you have covered that in a pack or something? Well, I did do um, I did do a video somewhere around Steve. We've got a video of uh, on one of our clips. We've got a video clip of it. We'll have to look look for it. If you haven't got it, I've got it on one of mine. I don't know whether I'm going to do a, a, an exercise of it because it's quite a big one. It would be quite too big for a normal exercise, so we can just put it on the member site as a an interest, you know, a yep. queer, interest query, like the rocks last week. So you've done a video tutorial on how to draw veins on a horse. It's kind yep. of a specific exercise. And what horse subject did you use for that? Did you? Uh, well, Wendy actually sent me the picture that she uh, was was doing, and. It, it didn't stand out enough for me, so I used another one. Same colour. It was a chestnut horse. Yeah. And I used the same one, not, not the same picture, the same type of horse. Okay. But with, with the veins sticking out a bit more. Okay, great. Excellent. Okay, so that will be on the site That's, soon. That'll be coming up. Yeah, so thanks for that inquiry, Wendy. If you've got anything that you need help with, um, send it through to Dad via email, colin at bradleygallery.co.uk. Or you can post on the Facebook page and ask him a question. Uh, particular things like that, which are quite hard to do, or if you're struggling with or you need help with, send them across and um, see if Dad can help out. 
The last question I want to cover today is uh, about watercolour paints. Now, we had a couple, we've had a few people ask about watercolour paints, and we mentioned them, I believe, last week, the different colours that yeah. you use for yeah. the watercolour paints. But um, we used to sell a watercolour pack, a watercolour made easy pack, which there was a sheet on there that dictated and, and illustrated what paints you used, didn't, didn't it? That's right, that's right. So I think yeah. what we would do is use that, uh, page and we'll we'll get that out to people somehow um, because then as as a reference for the uh, subjects that we're doing on the site, obviously we're doing a couple more watercolors or mixed medias that are coming up, so it's kind of good to have that as a reference point. So, well, we, they might need it if if they if they all like these fantasy pictures and said we want a few of them, you know, we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're not not doubling the goblin though. No. Dobbin the Goblin? Dobbin Do- the Goblin. Dobbin the Goblin. <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought Dobbin was, was for a horse, isn't it? A horse. I didn't know it went well, to there was a there was a kind of, I don't know if it was a goblin as such, in Harry Potter that was Dobby. Oh. He was like a goblin, wasn't he? He was a little... Yes, he oh, was. he was an elf. Was he was yeah. an elf. He was a, like a house elf, wasn't he? That's right. Um, yeah, yeah. So there's, it's a similar name, isn't it? Yeah, well, the trouble is with goblins, you see, uh, as far as I know, not that I'm an expert on them, is that they are um, quite naughty thing. They're quite dark, aren't they, goblins? Yeah, yeah, they are. They're, 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 they're very mischievous. And uh, as this was for a children's book, I thought, I can't be too... Because I did find a few uh, similar to that Harry Potter goblin. I thought, well, I can't use that. A bit scary. It would be too scary, so I had to I had to water him down a bit. Yeah, <laughs> make him look like a gnome, garden gnome, <laughs> somewhere, somewhere between the two. <laughs> yeah. So we'll get those watercolor paints on a uh, uh, that sheet, that worksheet, to people. We'll perhaps put that on Facebook or on the members' site, so people yep. can see that and save it to their computers as a kind of a reference. And it sort of goes with what we said about describing the, the paints. I think I did sure. last week. So. Uh, so that should help people out. Um, last thing to mention is, as well, um, we've getting some reaction on the hug me picture, but we still we need a few more. I'd say we've got quite a few hug me yeses, but if we want to do this hug me picture, which is the teddy bear picture we mentioned last week, we need a bit more reaction. So if you're dead keen on trying out a teddy bear picture with some history to it and learning how to draw that kind of still life subject. Um, you need to tell us. You need to tell us by saying "hug me yes" to either send us an email or, or write on a Facebook page or comment on the show on the podcast show and just say "hug me yes" if you want to see it. Right. Good. Yeah. Okay. So that's still in development. Other than that, uh, I think that's it for this week. Are you, okay. Are well, you... that was an interesting one. Bit different, Steve. Yeah, covering a different kind of area, but that's what this podcast is about. So yeah, there we go. Okay, well that's it then. Um, thanks everyone for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley, and I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week. I've got to go get ready for a wedding now. Not yours, I hope, Steve. <laughs> no, I think no. you'd know about it if it was. I was going to say, just worry me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, come on, hop up to London. I'm going to get married. 